generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. John chapter 4. I'm going to read through quickly from verse 13 for time's sake. But please follow. I'll apply the text and teach. I'm going to give you about, about 10 major points today. Um, that all of us need to consider. All right. John chapter 4 verse 13. I read alone, but please follow with your eyes on your Bible or uh, your digital device and then maybe the screens when it comes up. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. So what's it saying? He's saying that if anybody drinks physical water, the water in this well that you can see, that you can touch, that you can handle, you will still be thirsty. He's saying that there is nothing in the material realm that can quench the thirst of the soul. Nothing. That's what he's saying there. So buy a new car, paint it blue, purple, give it wings, pimp my ride, pimp your ride, add your ride to my ride. The devil can still ride you. Are you understanding that? That there is nothing in the material realm that can cater to the longing of the soul. So the psalmist says, as the deer pants for the waters, my soul longs after you. So God is the satisfaction of the heart. It's God that satisfies the hunger, the longings, the craving, the aspiration, the desires of the heart. So every man will remain thirsty until he has an encounter with God. That is why it is better for you to meet God than for God to just meet your needs. Let me announce to somebody, you can have prophecy fulfilled in your life and still not be fulfilled in life. Because he will feel like my prayer point, my expectation, my goals, my targets, my family dream, my couple ambition, couple goals, relationship goals. It's amazing when all these couple goals and relationship goals Nigeria has not even won the World Cup. So all these goals. Right, because we have all these goals, 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 goals. So you can have all those goals and still not be fulfilled. That's why God spoke to Abraham and said, Abraham, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Men can award you, but only God can reward you. Men can give you certain things, but it will never satisfy the longings and the cravings. And that's why I discover that sin is insatiable. The more you sin, the more you want to sin. And the more you sin, the less satisfaction you get from it. Because it's a never-ending journey that sucks you in and sucks you in. And come on somebody. So Jesus says, I am the custodian of the wellspring of life. I am the person who can satisfy the thirst of your soul. Look at somebody and tell the person it's not in a bottle, it's in Jesus. It's like, which bottle are you talking about? Water bottle, Oguguro bottle, Oguro bottle. Some people even sniff kerosene these days. Look at someone says, it's not in a bottle, it's in Jesus. Jesus. 
It says, whoever drinks of this water will not thirst. The water I will give him will not thirst. He's going to have, it says, this water will be in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. That's so loaded, but I won't talk about it because I, I took time to explain that in the first service. But let me mention this. This woman says, give me water so I won't draw, right? I won't be thirsty and I won't draw. In other words, she's saying, I don't want to be responsible anymore. I don't want to have to draw. But let me announce to you, salvation is not an escape from responsibility. When God saved you, he didn't save you away from work. He saved you to begin to do the right kind of work. That's why it says every man's work should be tested by fire. It says, uh, she said, so I won't come here to draw. Jesus said, okay, go call your husband and come here. The woman said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have said well, I have no husband for you. I have had how many husbands? Talk to me, guys. If you don't have a Bible, you can look into your neighbor's Bible. It's important that you read. You know, Jesus said, have you not read? I know when you don't read, somebody will come and bamboozle you with some Greek and Hebrew to advance, you know, their own. I'm not saying it's bad to study in the original languages, but I'm saying that there are a lot of people who are swept away by smoothness of words, which is not true doctrine. Who knows what I'm talking about? So read. And what does it say? It says, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Verse 20. Our fathers worship on this mountain. You just say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to a woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father. How? In spirit and in? What's the Father seeking? The Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When it comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said, I who speak to you am he. And the Father along will see a couple of things that I might touch on later. Look at somebody say rescue mission. All hands on deck. Let me start off this service by announcing something that our generation is in danger of destruction. This generation is faced with like the most intense battle ever in different ways. So many things that our parents were not exposed to till much later in life people are being exposed to right now. Isn't that true? Let me tell you what. I've dealt with a case before. A case before where this young lady, she was in her 20s at the time, early 20s at the time, and said, see, I want to tell you something that's breaking my heart, it's tearing me up, it's destroying my soul. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what to do about it. And I said, okay, so what is it? We can pray about it, agree about it. And she said to me, my father has been sleeping with me since I was a teenager. She said to me, not only has my father been assaulting and molesting me, she said, I actually got pregnant for my dad. 
this is like the worst thing I've had to walk someone through. So no longer I get pregnant for my dad, I had the baby for my dad. I tell you, I'd never seen it in my life. Look at somebody say there is danger, and you have the answer. She didn't just have a baby for her father. True life story. She had two children. Yes. For her father. Because I was confused. Initially, I, I couldn't believe it. I was, and so one of the questions I asked was, didn't you tell your mom about it? So my mom didn't believe me. So you're trying to pass on the pregnancy from a useless boy to your father. He said, eventually I kept on crying and weeping and wailing. I told her, mommy, this thing happened. It's true. It's this and that. The mother said, even if it happened, nobody must hear about this. That is the generation you're in. So when you're thinking about the iPhone XS Max, also think about how to maximize the grace of God upon your life by reaching the lost. That whatever material need you have in your life is nothing compared to the souls that have been destroyed look at somebody say there's a generation in danger you didn't say like you can feel the energy the urgency the intensity the importance there is a generation in danger for many people in this room who are somewhere in their 30s and 40s you possibly were not you possibly didn't even know what pornography was Maybe up until you were 20 something and that's because somebody was bad in your school said, ah, come and see people. They are walking free. And then you had an idea or maybe you were browsing the internet. There was no filter or whatever. And something popped up. Boom. Like, Kilele hey! you. But now, there are people in primary school. Is somebody following what I'm saying? If you're looking to serious, I'll think like you're on that table right now. There are people in what? Primary school who have more porn on their phone than you've ever seen in your life. You've ever seen porn. Primary school. Yeah, there are cases of people that have been. Yes. Now, please help me understand how this child will live up to their potential with a weight and a burden of guilt and shame and confusion, being exposed to information they don't have character to handle, or wherewithal to process, or the maturity to decline. And here, somebody is saying, But God, Where's my husband? God is saying, but you, where are the lost sheep? You know, because sometimes we get so caught up and carried away with our own personal needs and our own personal aspirations and our little dainty goal and our vision board and I will be this by 25 and be that by 30 and be that by 40 and I'm all for goal setting and strategy and planning and execution and I train people and companies and that and all of that. But the Bible says, what does he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? 
the generation you're in. The generation where somebody, a celebrity that many of you know, was allegedly beaten. Was he allegedly or he was actually beaten? He was beaten for speaking remotely against internet fraud. Did you see that? That's the generation you're in. Oh, don't get distracted by the fact that you come every Sunday and you have nice people singing, ah, and you have the anointing of God and the power of God. The anointing and the power of God are not for your convenience, they are for your commission. Just to feel good, of course. Enjoy the presence of God, enjoy the harmony, enjoy the fellowship, enjoy the sweetness. But after that, what are you going to do with that passion and with that energy and with that fervency and with that fire and with that potency and with that intensity and with that resolution and with that depth of understanding that this thing I'm listening to is not just about me. There is a generation that must be saved. Jesus said, I must needs go to Samaria. And who is he looking for? he's looking for one woman one woman not a woman he's going to get married to but a woman who's in a trap that needs the water he has to be able to swim free from the guilt of sin and shame and the water that we're talking about that Jesus spoke about right now or in the text where is that water right now where's that water on the inside of you John chapter 7. Let me give you a couple of scriptures as a matter of fact. Isaiah 44 verse 3 says, I'll pour water on the thirsty. This is our pot. My rain upon the seed. Psalm chapter 1 verse 3. It says, The righteous man is like a tree planted by what? Rivers of water. Ezekiel 47 says, There was a river flowing from the belly of the temple. Who is the temple now? First Corinthians chapter 6, 19 to 20. Know ye not that your body is the temple. So who is the temple now? Where is the water flowing from? John chapter 7, 36 through 39. Great day, the last day of the feast. Jesus lifted up his voice saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Even as the scripture said, out of his belly. Proverbs 20 verse 5. Counsel is in the heart of a man. Like deep waters. A man of understanding draws it out. Proverbs 18 verse 4. It says the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. A wellspring of life and a flowing brook. Ezekiel 47 says when the river flows, wherever it enters, what happens? Things live there. Why? It's living water. It's called aqua viva. It's water that is alive and makes things alive. That means that the water you carry in your spirit can enter into a place dominated by drugs like you were talking about, Auntie Helen. Into a place dominated by drugs. It's not your eloquence that breaks addictions. It's the power of God. It's not your intelligence that breaks addictions. It's the power of God. Let me tell you what that means. Even if you don't feel you're intelligent enough, the word of God in you is divine intelligence to break the yoke on their lives. Who am I talking to? Oh, I wish I had somebody. 
who's ready to get on the rescue mission. Some of you look too calm, too cool, too complacent, too uh, comfortable to get on a rescue mission. Do you know what a rescue mission is? It means that somebody is going to die. It means there is a house on fire. And if the fire service don't respond, oh, quicker, what is going to happen? If your house is on fire, how will you do it? Ah, ah, see, fire. Yeah. Hmm. Please. Is that how you're going to do it? Talk to me. How are you going to respond? How are you going to respond? You cannot have the mission of the kingdom at the bottom of your heart or in the center of your desire and not have a sense of urgency. Whenever you see yourself struggling in the spirit, you've lost your mission mindedness. You've lost your sense of assignment. But when you know that every moment counts, this is not what waters are for. This is what God comes bringing because the days are evil. Evil days don't respond to pretty faces. The days are evil. I hope that I can set somebody's day on fire. How are you going to destroy the Philistine farmland? You remember the book of Judges? In the book of Judges, the Philistines, they had a farmland and they had a harvest. In any way, the devil is hoping to reap a harvest from your life. Today, we inter- intervene with black. We intersect. We destroy this sowing process. The devil will not reap any harvest from your life. Only the kingdom will reap a harvest from your life. So the Philistine had a farmland and the farmland had brought forth much fruit. He says that Samson took 300 foxes and he tied them tail to tail. But that was not all. He set their tails on fire. Lord, I am praying in this moment that you set every tail here on fire. Metaphorically speaking, every tail, every every everything behind us that we've forgotten about. Each part of us that we think isn't important. Lord, set us on fire. Set us ablaze. Make us that new testament early church bonfire with desire that goes beyond palace and houses. Bing, bing, bing. Let's start now. Set us on fire until we preach the true gospel, the living word. Set us on fire until there are new tongues in our voices. Set us ablaze until we burn sage until somebody gets saved. Set us on fire. Some of the showers set me on fire, Lord. May you never become too rich to preach. May never become too important to preach the gospel. May not become too pretty to preach the gospel. The word says, out of your belly will flow what? It is God's responsibility to put the river in your spirit. It is your responsibility to release the river to your world. But do you know many of us have, have started doing? We are in the bottling industry. You are bottling Jesus. Body of Christ Bottling Company, BBC. Bob C. Body of Christ Bottling Company. 
Look at some say, stop canning Jesus. He's a river. Stop giving your world a fake, synthetic approach to the conviction of your heart. Stop trying to fit in and be like them. You know you're not like them. They know you're not like them. So who are you fooling? If you're like that, stay that way. Don't let everybody know it. Be bold and stop hiding. Your identity, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. He says that when salt loses its savor, what's, what's going to happen? Go and throw it on the, on the streets and they'll trample. Now, watch this. That trample is not even like they'll throw the salt and then wicked salt, foolish salt. No. It means that that salt is going to be thrown into the place where people pass. But the people will not respect it. They'll walk on top of it. If you have started subjecting yourself to the complaints, to the anxieties and the issues that common men subject themselves to, could it be that your saltiness is gradually fading or that you need to speak to the salt maker and say, fix me? This woman was in desperate need. She was thirsty for something. You know, anytime you're doing something repeatedly, that means you're thirsty for something that has not been quenched. Or your thirst for something has not been quenched. Anything you're doing repeatedly. So even if you pray repeatedly, you're longing for more of God, right? If you're trying to write code, who, who codes here? Anybody who codes? You're writing code and then there are bugs and bugs and bugs and you keep testing and testing and testing. You're thirsty for a smooth running of the program, right? So this woman had five husbands. She was thirsty for something and hoping that husbands would supply it. Let me tell you something. The prophecy over your life can be fulfilled and you will still not be fulfilled. Because your satisfaction in life is not the promise. It is the promise giver. The promise maker. Oh, if only I graduate, I'll be happy. Graduate first. Then remember that you need a job. Oh, if I get a job, right? Ha! Bola's Club. Oh, my guys are. And then all of a sudden, you get the job. And yes, all your guys are ballers, but the ball they have is Felele. <laughs> you, know, you know Felele? You know that lightweight, fake, rubber, glorified balloon? Like a balloon with master's degree. It's not a real ball. Fel- you know Felele? When you want to kick Felele, and you want to score in that direction, you have to make room for deviation. Angle of deviation. Come on, people. Look, why you know what I'm talking about? I used to play soccer. So, psh, so you want to kick it there, but you have to... So it's a curve... So yes, they're ballers, but the ball. So you get that job eventually and discover that, wow, I can't wake up by seven any longer. I have to wake up by four now. (laughs) I'm talking about, that's your reality, right? So satisfaction will never come with increasing quotients of any material thing. 
When wealth increases, the number of mouths. You all know that. The guy, one time, one guy won, uh, who wants to be a millionaire, and won one million. He said within the first week, he had a request of four million. As in family members, ah, please, this admission, that one, 200K, he summed it up. The request that came as a result of his blowing of one million. By the way, if you have one million right now, you have not even blown. They've not even inflated you. Ken. These days you go to the ATM, you will drop 10,000 naira before you leave. You're left with 2K. Some of you say, I don't want to pay tithe. I don't want to pay tithe. You're paying tithe to breeze. You don't know where the money is going. Fumes, gone. Hey. But this woman was thirsty for something. People in our generation are thirsty for something. And sometimes when people are thirsty for certain things, they can't even articulate what they're longing for. Do you know why they can't articulate it? Because Jesus is indescribable. They're longing for Jesus. How will they even know? Do you know how many of you know that we didn't know that we wanted Mac uh, products or tablets until Apple created it? What's tablets? Are you Moses? By the way, Moses was the most technologically advanced prophet. He had tablets. And angels wrote that, so they used spiritual stylus. People are thirsty. That girl, that's your flatmate, that is mating. Till she becomes flat, she's thirsty for something. And sex will never fix it. Because there's so many people who are making love yet finding none. But they're, they're, they're never making love, they're, they're fornicating. Because when you say making love, it now sounds like something good, like saying gay. They're homosexuals. They're thirsty. Who is going to quench their thirst? Do you know what? Since you bottled your water up, here comes do, but do, do, but do, do, but do. But am I a old boy? Subliminal programming to recruit people into internet fraud. The glorifying scene. And putting masturbation in front of you, and they call it soapy gang. And you're complaining now. Come on, people, you're complaining now. But the problem is, you've had the living water overflow, and you can't get it again. So now that somebody's serving bumbutu, then poison, and then whatever else that they are serving, a thirsty soul does not discriminate against liquids. When you're really thirsty, you will drink almost any fluid just to extract some H2O. I was not around during the Civil War, but I heard stories that during the Civil War, can you help me, Sergeant Ma, during the Civil War, that people were drinking urine. Is it true, sir? Right? Why would people stoop that low to drink something that 
poisons their soul and destroys their future because the credible alternative has been bottled up so you have that word of knowledge the holy spirit prompts you go and minister to that person and me minister god my anointings for international platforms Bardest. God. 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 I thought you knew everything now. God. You were reading devotion, Bible study. You had gems that the Lord pointed out in your spirit. And you're saving it up that the day they make the mistake of asking me to lead prayers, I will show them revelation. sort of quiet look at somebody raise your energy raise the temperature tell the person we have to preach oh yeah the alternative was not there we kept our gospel right we kept our gospel where here eh now they call them bandits bandits but they are terrorists they are now so bold they are looking for settlements in your space Think up, think. This is the real think about it. Because when you shut your mouth up, you start losing territory. The first way to dominate anything is to speak into it and over it. There, in the beginning, God said. So when God was saying, the devil keep doing. The devil will keep doing until he can say. That's what he said. Rebuke the devil. asking for territory land that you can use to build orphanage to start a business come on people 
are we just seeing the news as a virtual reality? Is that a virtual reality thing? No. Is the reality. So don't hide in the bubble of a weekly congregation. Mordecai said to Esther, who knows if you've been raised in the palace for such a time as this. Somebody say, why was I born in this generation? And God is saying, because I designed you and equipped you to be able to proclaim the kingdom word, the word of light, the way people in this generation can understand it. People in Moses' days, they won't understand what I'm saying. But people in my day, and so I'm going to pour everything into it. Because you don't even know how much time you have. I pray that everybody here lives long, lives well, you live out your days. None of us will die young. Let me mention this. Even at 120 years old, the time you have won't be enough for the work at hand. It will be enough for your part of the assignment. But I'm saying for the enormity. I'm talking about seven-year-olds watching porn. Do you know what that does to the mind? That's confusion. Just, just, just. Internet fraud, as in like every, almost every street. Almost every street. Just a friend was telling me that a uh, uh, preteen, I think the boy is maybe like 10 or 11, said, Uncle, ever jersey, jersey. So y'all didn't get it, it's okay. Look at this. And he was asking, ask the boy that, what do you mean? So the guy has been observing those boys, those older teenagers and people in their 20s around the streets, how they spend money and all of that. And the boy is saying, teach me how to do this. When we don't teach disciples we inadvertently inadvertently support the raising of criminals why the human mind was designed to be committed to something so if you're not committed to the great commission you'll be committed to greater confusion the mind needs to commit to something that's where the idiom or expression comes from an idle mind is what? So one of the things my dad did for me when I was growing up was I didn't have idle, like, he would ask me during holidays, a week into the holiday, be like, eh, this is what you say, eh, so, can you program it by? So I'm, I'm like, 11, I'm 12, program, what's program? Say, so, okay, so what do you want to do this holiday? I just want to rest. No, you're going to computer school. Oh, no, you're going to read this book. Oh, you're going to study that one. And I know that not everybody had that privilege, but since you're hearing these words now, somebody say, I am committed to the commission. See the harvest! See the harvest! Let me show you something real quick from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 9, from verse 35. Welcome. Shig, shig. Matthew 39. Here's what the word says. From verse 35. 
Then Jesus went about. Now, now, please help me understand something. God, God of the universe, God of life, God of everything, he came into the earth, right? That's God, right? The embodiment of wisdom, embodiment of strength, embodiment of everything. Now, it comes to the earth, and what does it spend his time doing? Tell me. What does he do? He's toasting babes. What does he do? He's buying cars, manipulating elements, playing video game with mountains. See now, come here. Red Sea. So what does he say? No. What does he do? It tells us here, Matthew chapter nine, verse thirty-five. Then Jesus went about where all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people but when he saw the multitudes now was it doing the work or not then he still saw multitudes he was moved with compassion on them because they and were having no does this describe your generation or not? Yes, to faint means to lose spirit, lose energy, lose motivation, lose drive, lose the willingness to go on. Depression is the enemy's suggestion to the gap that believers have created by not preaching. Yeah. Yeah. All this depression is a, is a mental disease, right? or it could be it could be mental disease or a temporary condition but why is there everybody I'm depressed huh? competition and depression like it, it's now huh? I'm depressed faith my depression is greater than your own let's wear depression my depression will depress your depression You know what I'm saying? It's not so fashionable. It's just like the in thing. And you know it's a demonic spirit. Why? What gets announced gets magnified. That's why you must preach the gospel. When you preach the gospel, Christ is magnified. When you complain, negativity is magnified. When you speak depression, depression is magnified. Whatever you talk about, you keep increasing in its impact and influence. Yes, so Jesus here, check what he did. He was teaching and preaching and healing. Was he just talking about the sicknesses? Hey, the sicknesses of this generation. Now, wow. Which one is cancer of the eyelid again? Hey. Hey. Muzzle pull of the lashes. Miracle. Uh -huh. Acne of the belly button. Hey. Stop discussing what you ought to be cursing. Jesus cursed the fig tree. He didn't build a ministry. Fig tree ministries. Fig tree... <laughs>
Thank you. The fig and I, international assemblies. He didn't build, is it? Dude, come on, give me fruit or you, you get, get out of here. Behold, the axe is laid at the root of every tree, and every tree that does not bring forth fruit. So people are fainting in our generation. What else are they doing? Scattered. Have you seen how scattered people are? Here you are, the whole world and possibly aliens can see the full expression of the upper dimension of your posterior appendages. If you didn't get that one, it's okay. Ask your friend, phone a friend. <laughs> People can see that. Like you're you're keeping abreast with society. And then right under that picture, Jesus baby. Which of the Jesuses? Gabriel <laughs> The football player is not for scratches. What are that scattered? Because you're confessing something you're not leaving out. That's scattered. People are scattered. Part of the scattering is that people are finding it difficult to focus on one thing and keep going. Sidetracked. I'm making up today, but I cannot make up my mind. But then they make up business. But they can't make up with their minds. Studying law, yet breaking the law. Medical doctor, but doctrine figures. Tailoring. But you're not wearing any tailor-made career path. Somebody said, we've got to preach. Now what did you, and it said, having no, as sheep having no shepherd. Have you seen sheep without a shepherd? They are the worst. The, the, the. That's like English for earring berry berry. What does that mean? Strain. Careless. Have you been? to Ikeja City Mall recently. See, teenagers and people in their 20s whiling away much of their lives because you know they're not there to buy anything. Pictures. This is my good side. By the way, I have nothing against the Kitchen System. It's a very beautiful place, lovely mall, but it's a harvest field. There are different people who go there. Sometimes people go there because there's no light in their homes to charge their phones. So let me feel alive. Or Wi Fi. Is it free? Sort of, somehow, until you've over browsed. Would you have experienced users of the. But here's where I'm going. Then. Jesus said unto who? 
When Jesus wants to fix a community, he doesn't talk to everybody about it. He speaks to disciples. Now, from now to 20 years, the politicians will not understand what you are saying. The kind of man understands not the things of the spirit because they are foolish not to him. People are suffering. Mr. Local Government Chairman, Local Chairman Government, Government Local uh, Chairman, whatever you are, people are suffering. Eh, don't worry. We shall provide bags of rice in the next election. Everybody will be happy. We shall provide oil. We shall provide good roots. We shall provide. <laughs> Can't get it. <laughs> I should go, keep it coming. Not me. <laughs> I'm not schizophrenic. You're looking at me. I'm talking to me. Saying, not me. Listen, I, I'm talking to my spirit man, my soul man, my which man, my old man. What I know. Anyway, Jesus doesn't talk to the harvest about the harvest. Jesus doesn't talk to the people about their condition. Jesus speaks to the disciples and say, "Yo, guys, this is harvest. The harvest is." plenteous and the laborers are watch all this watch this journey the fans are many the many Jesus fans you know what fans do as our star do <laughs> you know what fans do? Who is a fan? A fan will show up when you're in vogue. A fan will show up when you are playing or when you are in action mode. Jesus had plenty of fans even when he was alive. So when they arrested him, phew. And the problem with having too many fans in your life is that they can fan out your flames. He didn't say the fans of you. He said the laborers of you. Because the fans are many. There are many Jesus fans who have Jesus stickers and Jesus posters and Jesus name and pray in the name of Jesus and act in the name of Jesus but they look nothing like Jesus because fans don't have to look like the players they're supporting. You don't have to look like them. Ask somebody beside you. Say, are you a fan? Sounds like I'm a fan because I want to be a fantastic man. No. If you're a fan, you're in fantasy world. <laughs> Ask somebody beside you. Say, are you a fan? Let me mention this to you. A fan can get the t-shirt. But having the t-shirt doesn't make you a player. So you speak church language. You know when to go. Preach, pastor. I'm preaching. You don't preach as well. This is my primary pulpit. Your pulpit is the yellow and black bus. Your pulpit is the is the bus station. Your pulpit is the barber shop. Intercept the gossip at the salon and speak about Jesus. 
he says the harvest is plenteous but the laborers are what i need to run john chapter 4 who's a laborer this guy is slaving this guy is sweating do you know laborers when you hear laborers what comes to your mind tell me bricklayers right what do they do they carry carry the of the gospel on your head you know what is not pom 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 learn to be pom you should learn to but not to be like pom 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 I'm not talking about lasses here learn I'm talking about another kind people say the way you're carrying this Jesus on your head if people have not started saying that you're not doing it well enough everybody is carrying something so people are carrying drugs the gospel is my drug who are close to you associate anything to you more closely and associate the kingdom the gospel and Jesus you might be in a form of idolatry might people who are around you they can't feel the fire the burning intensity the potency the passion the, the zest maybe you've started seven you, you know, idols Look at somebody. Say, carry it on your head. Here I am. In my mid thirties, looking ridiculous, carrying a tab on my head. Just so that you remember this message. Making a fool of my humanity. If you don't preach. <laughs> Look at us say you must preach. <laughs> All right, so John 4, I need to tie it up. I've been tying this thing since. <laughs> it's not a bow tie, obviously. Like, like, like. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm not even tied through, but. John chapter 4. <laughs> I want to show you guys something. Here, here it is. Verse 31, John 4 from verse 31. John 4, 31, it says, In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, like some of you do to me, eat. Some of you say to me, sorry, that she eat. But he, yeah, literally, uh, but he said to them, I'm a follower of Jesus, let's say, I have food to eat of which Of which you do not know. And what's the saying here? Jesus is saying, I have food you don't know. Watch this. Jesus the human, Jesus the man, is saying, and I mean, Jesus is saying this, that what food is to the normal person food is to me. I derive pleasure from saving souls. Reaching, rather, saving souls is to me. I derive pleasure from saving souls. From reaching out, from preaching the gospel, getting souls. It gives me satisfaction but can I also mention something could we also see this way that the body of Christ the same way a normal body is nourished by food the body of Christ is strengthened by soul winning you're you're getting there because Jesus said my body my food is 
to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work so the way food strengthens the normal body doing the will of God strengthens the body of Christ and what does it say say not ye they are yet four months then the harvest will come so here he's saying don't think about in terms of chronological time don't look at the weather forecast now to say the harvest will come later what did he say behold I say to you lift up your lift up your eyes and look at your bank account lift up your eyes and look at your marital status look at the number of followers you have on twitter or social media what should you look at the fields for they are all ready to harvest now do you know something the next thing it says and he who reaps verse 36 give me 36 all the way to 38 and he that reaps the harvest does he have wages or not come on people God is not a user or an abuser he's a good good father he says that the person that reaps what does he do he receives wages do you know what wages are wages are not salary or dividends or emolument wages are as you're doing it their rewards it means that if you're not actively engaged in soul winning you are wasting certain wages allocated to you certain things will happen like this when you make god's heart beat your heart beat i'm telling you anything you struggle to do progressively is often a key to a major advancement in your life right oftentimes and he says gather fruit unto life eternal that both he that soweth and he that reapeth will just get up now he says the harvest is plentiful for you to have a harvest must somebody would somebody have sowed seeds before so he's saying that you're coming into a harvest our generation is a harvest generation so don't think you're just going let's go and start the work afresh people have poured the water of prayer on the soils of nigeria people fasted for days on oriokes authentic people i know they are funny people but authentic people whose names you will never hear in the side of eternity they have labored in prayers and have made declarations over cities some people have done prayer walks god said you're walking into the harvest because it's there he said hearing is the saying true one soweth another reapeth i sent you to reap that wherein you bestowed no labor other men have what are you doing That's what you're doing. You're entering into their labors. I'm supposed to give you 10 things. For time's sake, I can give you the 10 things. Should I give you the least? Uh, some people were not in the. Should I give you the least second service? Or I should just forget it? Just list it. Let me run through it. Maybe if God leads me, I might teach it next week, even though I already had something else planned. But let me just run through it. These are the 10 reasons many of us don't go into the harvest. We don't labor. We, we just have these conditions and these reasons in our heads. And these 10 things we find in the life of this woman. 10 things that have stopped, that would have stopped her from 
preaching because after the encounter she goes into the city empties the city brings people to jesus number one is religion religion and religious ties will stop us from the harvest how do i know you know the woman said to jesus ah you choose you worship on that mountain so she had a form of religion she had a form of a spiritual inclination if you will but it was all religious ties that she was putting ahead of the encounter with jesus she was saying this religious context a complication or issue yeah that's the list so you can either take a picture of it or you uh, write right now number two is race tribe and culture she was saying what have i got to do with you you're jewish and samaritan race you're Igbo, i'm yoruba you're ibibio i'm nupe you're human i'm alien what's up with that we don't talk and many times when god prompts you to preach you'll be thinking it's not my my speck ah. are you going to marry the person he says you go and preach the gospel to the person he says it's not my speck and i want to respect <laughs> number three geographical location this was by the well for goodness sakes sometimes god will prompt you to minister the gospel in a place that is not convenient shopping mall okada preach to the okada man sir if i preach to okada maybe you're not okada mall preach gender ah i'm a guy i feel i should minister to this girl but she would think i want to toast her she's not even my type preach the gospel men women didn't generally have open conversations that way except there was like a middle man or there was some kind of family relationship but jesus broke that and spoke to her sometimes we feel we don't have an infrastructure or the skills and that's part of why we have master life because master life the discipleship process teaches you all of that to grow confidence and all of that but let me tell you something as in confidence in Christ though not motivational confidence right but let me tell you what this woman didn't have any skill apart from the skills that she used to convince the men to marry her some of you you feel like the skills you used in the world are useless in God no let the Spirit of God sanctify those same skills if you were a prostitute in the world that means that you were good at catching men back then you caught them for money now catch them for the kingdom and you don't have to use your body use the body of Christ back then you used to strip your body naked now strip the veil and show them the glory of God if you were a drug dealer dope dealer moving around manipulating people drugs and all of that it means that you're a very discreet person and you have stealth so stealthily preach the gospel and use discretion because for you to be a drug dealer you have to be very happy oh you guys don't know you never dealt drugs i remember the first time i i smelled marijuana i didn't know what the what the was i was in unilag we went on evangelism when evangelism i think we used to call it strike there something like that strike so i entered this place and by the way there are certain things that you must know right you must know the smell of marijuana i didn't know it was marijuana i went to the place but it was smelling very 
funny and funky and dark and whatever. So I spoke to my pastor because we'll come and debrief and talk about our experiences. Let me tell you guys something. You want to see the power of God? I mean, great things happen when we minister and then when we have longer meetings, you know, words of knowledge, prophecy, accuracy, this one, healings and all of that. That's good. But whatever we do in our gathering is an example. You want to see, you want to raise the dead? Preach the gospel. If somebody needs to see the dead raised to get saved, God will allow you to raise the dead. You want to see limbs grow? It's not for show. It's not for television. Go and preach the gospel. You'll see it. So all kinds of good things used to happen back then. And it still happens now when I go to minister. I shared some of my stories with you. Was it the service or the first service? And I told my pastor, I said, I could smell something, smell, I couldn't describe it. He said, that's marijuana. Some of us, the only thing we can smell is smoke machine in the church. She had no skill, but she preached the gospel and people got saved. Some of us would feel like I don't have the right mindset and preparedness. How much time did she have to prepare? She didn't prepare any sermon. No Strong's Concordance. No Matthew Henry's commentary. Nothing about E.W. Vine. Didn't know any church father. No Augustine. No John Knox. No Smith. Nobody. Just said, I have an encounter. And I'm not going to keep it to myself. Do you know what she did? She didn't take herself to them and say, see my life. She went to them and took them to Jesus. When you are Christ conscious, when you feel the prompting to preach, if you are Christ conscious, the nerves will not get in the way. If you don't know what to say, say, honestly, between you and me, in my normal senses and humanity, I will not talk to you. But I sense strongly in my spirit that Jesus said, just be honest, if. Ma, excuse me. <laughs> so he said, just one minute. Please don't be annoyed, though. I, it's not my by doing. But sure, you know that all of us in this world now, we have different fears. I mean, I'm afraid of fine women. That's the. <laughs> Next in morality and reputation. Some of us feel like my reputation is not clean enough. I've got blood on my hands. I used to smoke weed and they knew. If I smoked so much weed, they stopped buying insecticide. The pungency purged the whole street of rodents. Bye bye, Eleruku. They know your story. They know your story. But you're not preaching your morality to them. Everybody's a work in progress. I tell you what, when you really start preaching the gospel and you take responsibility for it, some of those bad habits you're struggling to overcome, they'll fall. Because he the source of the spirits will of the spirit rip life and peace 
he that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption so when you throw your weight into kingdom purposes the kingdom sucks you in sucks you in sucks you in sucks the things you used to do because you will know that ah, god used me to heal somebody last night of migraine so i want to go and use the mouth i used to preach to go and kiss somebody ah in other words we need to be well with this mouth number eight self and personal circumstances maybe you're overwhelmed maybe you're even conscious of the way you look maybe your head has boys quarters it's called your augustine and so all your life you don't like to talk to people because you think that all they are looking at is your ogre but you're facing them somewhere in your mind you feel like they have coverture of vision sometimes it happens doesn't it isn't that so or maybe it's your personal grooming or whatever by the way you should groom yourself well and all of that but maybe you just feel like I don't look the part or anything improve on all these areas but you know what it's better for someone to die from your mouth odor but they die saved than for them to enter hell feeling fresh hey hey I'm fresh I'm a fresher in hell I said my, my book out cavity is an exhaust pipe H2S number nine I don't have enough achievements I don't have enough accomplishments my history hmm. some of you you've never even shared your real history with anybody you have an optional history that you've adopted so if anybody hears the real story Jesus wants to use that story Jesus wants to use that story I'm not saying going on social, go on social media and go and record a 10 part video and how I used to sleep with dogs or anything. But there is somebody in the street who is stuck in your past. Financial, economic, age consideration. Do we know the age of the woman? She might have been young, she might have been old. We don't care, it's not important. Do we know how much she was making? How much was Peter's salary? Shouted so loud, the microphone said, I couldn't take it any longer. How much was Peter's salary when his shadow was healing people? How much was in Paul's bank account in Jerusalem Bank? A bank of Tarsus. When aprons was, were being taken from his body to heal people we don't know it doesn't matter the person who is rich in Christ is never really poor we must preach the gospel you're not too young to preach you're not too old to preach 
you're not too strong to preach you're not too weak to preach can we stand and just say Lord I yield to you I release myself to you I release myself to you the entirety of my heart my mind my life again this week you have a target three the target is three people we're going to speak to we're going to preach the gospel to the Lord helped me last week I spoke to four people one of them got saved two of them understood what salvation was and I encouraged and prayed to one person one of the people I spoke to let me share this with you just as part of it because I want to pray Lord give me a heart that's responsive one of them I spoke to was selling guguran uh, sorry not guguran but groundnuts boiled uh, groundnuts and all and I just spoke to her I can't remember exactly how I started but I, I spoke to her and I, as I was ministering to her the spirit of God told me that she had lost a child and I said to her have you lost a child I said yeah, yeah yeah I lost my first child I said and the spirit of God revealed that to me and said to you said to me as well that you are afraid for your children and everything say yeah 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 yes yeah. so I like your prayer points they are very accurate and I prayed for her and I broke that spirit of fear and I prayed for her and led her to to the faith she was selling groundnuts by the roadside I bought some groundnuts after all I didn't buy the groundnut before so that it wouldn't be the groundnut that saved her afterwards but what's the point I dropped out of my white SUV and I said I must preach the gospel let me not be stuck in my AC or somebody is stuck in the heat of hell this week the Holy Spirit will prompt you and say say a word send a message do a post shoot a video write a tract do something Raise your hands and say, Lord, I will respond with faith. Somebody say, I choose to respond. I release myself to the operation of the Holy Spirit. I will walk as a co-worker with Christ. I am engaged in the mission to reach the lost in the name of Jesus. Just before we close, there might be one, two, three people with us this morning four five seven maybe who have never received the gift of salvation and right where you are all eyes closed at this point if you are here today and maybe even struggle through the message because the Holy Spirit kept telling you you are not one of them because you are not born again because you are not saved because you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ maybe you're one of those people all eyes closed right now if you're one of those people can you just place your hand on your chest can you just place your hand on your chest Holy Spirit we just thank you for a harvest this morning we thank you Lord for conviction we thank you for conviction since you convict the world of sin righteousness and judgment oh yes Lord so we pray in this moment let there be a visitation to every heart that is not regenerated to every heart that has not come face to face with the reality of the cross and the potency of the gospel give you praise father in jesus name we have prayed amen a generation is rising an emerging generation of kings 
of joining this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.